If you're creating a business, you're going to need help. At some point in your journey, a suggestion from a peer or an insight from an article could just lead to a major breakthrough for you. But where do you go for that help? That is the question that we're going to dig into in today's podcast, sharing insights from each of us about where we truly find help in modern business. Because getting good help could be the difference between making progress right now or waking up in a year, realizing your business idea completely fizzled out. So let's talk about where you can get help. Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! That's right, that's right, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen of all shapes and sizes, it is the Fizzle Show! I apologize for myself, I am Chase Warman-Reeves, and this is a Fizzle Show where every Friday we publish another conversation exploring the art and science of supporting yourself doing something you care about. It's our hope that this episode, like every episode, will help you birth your idea into the world in a meaningful and sustainable way for you. If you need more help than podcast conversations, we have it. Training an entrepreneurial community, over 40 different courses, 1,600 plus members. That's 1,600 plus members, everybody. All of us with the goal of supporting ourselves, doing something we actually care about, right? If you want to learn more about our courses, our community, and our one-of-a-kind nine-stage business roadmap, you can. As a Fizzle Show listener, you can go to fizzle.co slash try five and get five weeks for free. Courses and community to help you make your own living in a community of entrepreneurs who are like you. They want to do honest business. That's at fizzle.co slash try five. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 189. I will be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. Wow. Jesus. (laughs) Did you do over there? <laughs> never heard that one. You never heard that one? They do. <laughs> they do. Dude. I don't know if Australians like get sick of the didgeridoo, but I never can. <laughs> if I hear it in public somewhere, I just I stand around and listen for a while. You love it. It's so mesmerizing. Yeah. <laughs> if I see one in public, I just stand around and listen for a while. <laughs> yeah. Hey, where's Corbett? <laughs> We lost him back there. There was must have been a ditch. Yeah, where are you seeing these in public? <laughs> Portland, hello. Of course. How could I forget? Oh my goodness. I didn't know that about you. That's some new information, man. It's just, I don't know. It puts me in a very calm. It's like when you grab a cat by the back of the scruff. Yeah. yeah. It does that to me. <laughs> God, what I love that. What is going on? Or when you take a nurse shark's tail and kind of turn it. I did. Have you ever done that with the? With, you swim with <coughs> nurse sharks in no. Belize or something, and then they come swimming out of the darkness at you. You've you've never been to Belize, you son of. A no, I have. I did. I did. I used to go on missions trips all the time, and you swum with. N- I, sw- I swum with them. <laughs> really? I swum with them. Hey, that's that is proper English. Yeah, I swum with them, but it, you get to choose which you like. And then one swum at me, and I swum back. You know what I mean. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Hey, guys. Welcome to The Fizzle Show. My name is Chase Warbin reeves I got it with me here in Portland, Oregon, Corbett Lee Barr and Stephanopoulos Chowder Crowder over out in, <laughs> in my, Cubs land. That's my full legal name. Are you guys ready to business podcast the things? Yeah. Let's do it. Because we got a good topic for today, all right? We've got this topic of how do we actually get help when we're... Don't make me laugh, Corbett. Don't you dare make me laugh, pal. Because I'm about to talk about how do we find help as entrepreneurs, right? You're not... You're trying to make me laugh. I can see your face. I'm not trying. (laughs) I can see your face. Okay? Because there's the deal. Here's the deal, though. This is, is, in all seriousness, real talk, girl talk, real talk. Let's get into it. Um, start the backbeat. Girl talk. You ever seen Girl Talk play uh, live? I wish, <laughs> dude. You haven't seen those live? albums are so good. Yeah, live is amazing. You have like there's he has toilet paper canisters that like it's a it's a reverse it's a re- it's a leaf blower where there's a, a toilet paper thing spindle on the front and it just blows paper. Teepee just out teepee into the just, audience <laughs> like a toilet paper monster. That sounds amazing. one on each arm, and that's what we're here to talk about today. How do you find help in your business, right? Someone helped him with that toilet paper Solid launcher. Segue. <laughs> launcher. Um, but but this is a big this is a big deal. This is a big deal. We're gonna find our way into it at some point here. But this, how do you find help in your business? Okay, you're an entrepreneur. Whether or not you admit it or not, you're trying to build something. Whether or not you call yourself a entrepreneur or a business builder or a small business owner or an entrepreneur or what or a maker or whatever you call yourself, you're gonna come into situations where you don't know what to do. And even more insidious than that, you're gonna be pro- you're gonna be in a season where you should have be asking someone for help, but you didn't think to do that, and you don't really know that you're supposed to be asking someone for help, right? And because you don't have access to help or a well worn path to getting help from people, just sounding boards. Sometimes it's mentors. Sometimes it's all manner of different things. That's what we're gonna talk about. How are the ways you can get help in your business? But if you don't have those things and a well worn path to them, then when you need to to get some help you're more likely to not ask for the help. And that can pull you out of the rut, right? It can get you actually making progress instead of just spinning. You know, James Clear has this great idea about the difference between progress and movement, right? Movement is just like a moving around. Like you could get so much stuff all done, totally. done all day long yeah. and you don't actually make any progress. In fact, it, there were a bunch of conversations about the... Uh, Really excellent post that you put out about uh, Squarespace versus WordPress. Oh, yeah. Just tremendous. Tremendous. And a lot of feedback was on this nitpicky little crap <laughs> that people obsess about. Yeah. That feels like movement. Yeah. Yeah. But you're not going to actually make progress if that's what you're focusing on. Yeah. And don't get your. So what you want is progress. Right. You want progress. That's what you want. Movement is not good in and of itself. It's, because, like, it's like being busy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You want you don't want being busy. You want to be heading towards your goal. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the other thing that I'd like for people to take away from this is not um, not only learning maybe new ways to get help, but also yeah. validating whether or not the ways they're currently looking for help are mm. yeah are normal or yeah. useful or not. Yeah, you know, maybe by hearing us talk about some of those and whether or not they work for us. Yeah. And so what I want to do, um, well, Steph. Uh, well, actually, hold on. Let, and, let's, what, and let's also, we need to caveat this. It's, it's this, the answers to this are different for people at different stages. Yeah. I think. Different stages, different kinds of people. Different so there's not like a right answer. There's yeah. not a right answer here, but, but there is this sense that like, you gotta, you need to be able to get help when you need it. Right. It'll, it will make you go further faster. 
Yeah. Okay. So what I want to talk about today is I just want to make it personal and go, how do we individually find help? Yeah. Right. I want to know, Corbett, how have you found help through the days? And I want to know, Steph, you, and I want to share my own as well, just so that people can go like, okay, there's some ways that that actual help was found. And then maybe you can you can either do that same exact thing or find a different version of that that you know because Corbett he can dance at any age right he but which means he's been dancing for a long time so some of the tools that he was using back then probably aren't even around anymore yeah that's true <laughs> but laptops didn't exist laptops like he's getting angry now he's getting mad no, I'm serious they didn't exist <laughs> yeah I got two words for you compact presario. That's good. I had one. All right. So I want to jump in. Where do we, where should we start, Steph? We normally pitch it over to you right about now. Do you feel uh, like you have some words to say on where you find some help? Yeah, for sure. And before I get into my first one, I'll, I'll just add, you guys talked about this a little bit already, but I think especially talking about us at Fizzle, right? You know, I'm the person who manages a lot of the community, being the director of member success at Fizzle. And I can say firsthand, and it's okay if people are kind of like sheepishly nodding along to this saying like, yep, I'm guilty of that because I'm guilty of this too. For some reason, this like, we call it in the roadmap, we call it the connection stage, right? It's stage two of the Fizzle roadmap. We have this awesome nine stage roadmap to help coach you through everything you need to know about uh, building a business from choosing a topic all the way on up to to scaling to growth and beyond. And one of those steps is connection. And that's really what we're talking yeah. about here. And this one is like, I, I think from my observations, it's probably the most skipped step or, or certainly up there and like in the top three of most skipped steps. Mm, and yeah. my guess that for that, the reason that that's the case is because this just feels really optional. Like there's so many other things that you could be doing, you know, sexier things like choosing WordPress or Squarespace or picking your template or choosing your business name, all that stuff. It's, you know, of course important, but connection feels kind of like fluffy and like not very results centric. And so a lot of people pitch it thinking I don't have time for that because I got a day job and kids and a wife and a husband, et cetera. So for us, I think the reason that connection is like the reason we're even talking about this, the reason it's a stage in our roadmap is because it, it, it really might be the difference between you quitting or not quitting when, when, the, the, the wheels start to come off your business. It, having that support system there when nobody else in your life understands what you're trying to do. If you, if you have a spouse or friends that aren't entrepreneurs, it can be so easy to be like, you know what? I don't know who I thought I was anyway. I'm just going to pack it in and go back to the way things were because in a lot of ways it yeah. was easier. So I just mm. think, you know, if you're one of those people who's like, well, I'm kind of like a lo- the lone wolf type, I've tried that approach before and having, I've done it both ways and being connected has been enough to keep me going. Whereas I've given up on other projects in the past. So that's just kind of like my personal plug for why I think this is so, so important. It's just critical for, I think it really can be, especially in the beginning, make or break in terms of continuing with your ideas. So I don't know. I just think it's important to, to underscore why, why we're even talking about this in the first place. Um, so I, I, I love, so what, what, help me resummarize what you just said. Cause I feel like it's important to, to restate Yeah, what, it, it was, it was effectively, um, these, you're talking about the connection stage of the roadmap, which is phase two in our, in our inside of fizzles membership community, there's a training roadmap, which guides you through all the steps of building a business, especially the introduction ones. And this connection one is one that we actually built in from the start as like, you have to do this because why exactly Steph? Because 
having a network or a support system of people who can give you feedback, answer your question and make you feel like you're not doing this all by yourself because being an entrepreneur is isolating. That can mm. be the difference between you giving up and, and going back. Cause like I said, in a lot of ways, not doing these projects is easier, right? It's certainly yeah. less complicated. Yeah. It could be the difference between you giving up and deciding that you, you know, having that support system to keep going. Yeah. You know, one of the examples I always use with this is like, if you look at you know, organizations like Weight Watchers or personal training, there's a reason that those, you know, weight loss, like types, exercise group situations work for people. It's accountability, I think is what we're talking about too, is Mm. making sure that you have the right support in place when it's just so much easier to like go into your freezer and get a pint of ice cream. If you have that accountability in place, you're so much less likely to do so. And it's really no different when you're building a business. All right. I love it. I think that's so important. It is something that we're deeply committed to at Fizzle because- your ideas will come and go and tactics will come and go and best practices and teachings will come and go. But if you can stay motivated and connected to your dream as an entrepreneur to what you want to make, then you can keep going no matter how the trends change over time, no matter. And, and one of the big steps to staying connected to your dream is feeling like you have a family about it. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And most of us just kind of are on our own. Our spouses are like, I guess if you really want to, you know, spend some time on a blog right now, you could also, you know, just do some other stuff around the house or whatever. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, um, you have to try to make this your social norm in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important to say. Okay. So Steph, where, where is one way that you have actually found help in the past? Okay. Here's the, the, the first one for me. And I'm guessing that we, we probably all have some overlap with this one. So the, the name that I put on this one for me is trusted advisors. So, for me, when I think trusted advisors, I have, you know, one of the things I think I've done well in my professional career is having people that I can go to who have more experience than I do, frankly. You know, when, you know, in my corporate days, I had two, I have had a few really great mentors, but in particular, there are two people that I will always remember as actually having like probably four times the amount of experience that I had. And I was just able to kind of get myself under those people's wings and always have a person who is pushing me, coaching me, giving me tough feedback, the hard to hear type stuff and just getting mentored. And a lot of people are like, Mm -hmm. I I think people hear this and they're like, well, you know, I don't really have a mentor. Like there's nobody to mentor me. I I have strong feelings about this. And what I would say to that is you need to go out and get yourself a mentor. Mentors don't just like come knocking on your door and say, hey, I'd like to mentor you. I've had in the past, I've gone up to people and said, hey, I, I just really respect the work that you're doing. Would you be willing to meet with me once or twice a week? I mean, I'm sorry, once or twice a month and just like talk things over with me. I've done that with a Mm. a few different people throughout my career and it's just paid dividends for me because I've just been able to pick things up that took people 10, 20, 30 years to learn the hard way. So having, you know, there's a couple different ways to do this. You can have a traditional mentor, which is somebody who's further along than you are, who, you know, and, and, and by the way, a lot of people get, you know, you might think to yourself, why would an expert want to spend time with me? Not everybody's going to have time to do that, but I have mentored people before. I've been on on both sides of this and it's a very rewarding experience. So you might be surprised that people, there are mentors out there who do this because it's just really fun to teach and really fun to take somebody under your wing. So the first one's get a mentor. 
But another advisor can just be peers that you trust. And I'm sure we'll get into this, so I won't go too deeply into this one. But I think about like the individuals that I go to. I always go to my mentors who have more experience than I do. But I also have like a little arsenal of people who I trust, who are kind of my on my peer level, who I can just be vulnerable with, who understand what I've been through, who I can kind of just like complain to when I'm having a bad day. So for me, mm. my trusted advisors are comprised of mentors as well as peers who are kind of on the same, you know, in the same life path that I'm on. Mm, I like that. Corbett, do you resonate with the mentor thing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe <clears throat> for me, a little less on the mentor side and a little bit more on the peer side. Okay, um, talk about the peer side. Well, you know, and I guess the question is, where do you meet these people? This is always the challenge for, for um, entrepreneurs. Where do you meet people who can serve as mentors or peers, people that you can, you know, use as sounding boards? And the, these have been critical to me. It's always been a little bit of a challenge to meet people who can serve more as a mentor, um, but it does happen once in a while. And I, I think it's that's always a challenge to find those. But that's not to say that peers or a, a small group of peers can't serve as a, a mentor of sorts. Yeah, you know? totally. I mean, when, like you think of, when you think of like a small group of peers or peer advisors, are you thinking of a member uh, of a, a mastermind group like formally? Yeah. Or, okay. So yeah. Specifically, yeah, totally. It can be uh, it can be formal or informal, and sometimes there's a formal component to it where you're meeting on a regular basis with a group of peers mm -hmm. in a mastermind group format, maybe every couple of weeks or every week or every month or whatever. And then sometimes those turn into also you have informal meetings with those people, coffee, yeah. lunch, um, that sort of thing, or social events where you get to talk about business a little bit as well. Yeah, um, but those are those are invaluable. I'd say probably, you know, the most important thing for me on an ongoing basis in terms of staying motivated, staying inspired, keeping my head in the right place has been exactly what Steph is calling out here. You know, a network of peers and mm -hmm. advisors and people that, that you can bounce things off of. Yeah. So for you and personally, it was this, was this on your list that you came this with? Is, yeah, this is on my list. Um, for me, so this has taken different different form for me, and and jump in, Steph, whenever you want. Here, sorry to take the floor on your. No, I feel like number. there's just a lot of crossover. There is on a lot. This one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, so for me, right now, this takes shape um, in the form of I I have a group that I connect with every week over email. We just send an email to the group saying, "Here's what I'm up to this week. Here's what I'm struggling with, and if you have any questions for the group, you just kind of." post them in there. And then organically that results in, you know, maybe having a, a Skype meeting with somebody um, or if somebody's in town meeting up with somebody mm -hmm. once in a while. Yeah. I have to say it's um, it has changed for me for a couple of reasons. One is because I'm on a team now with yeah. you and Steph and others, yeah. you guys have become yeah. a lot of that for me, yeah. um, which is really nice. Um, and, but also I moved away from San Francisco Yeah. and, you know, to be frank, uh, Scott Dinsmore, one of my closest peers yeah. passed away last year. Um, and he filled a really big role there for me in terms of business, Yeah. especially with this other group. So, um, you know, it, it's, uh, an informal sort of email thing with me now, but for the first few years when I was getting started, a mastermind group was a very formal thing where we met over Skype yeah. video every week with either three or four people. We kind of had a fourth member who would 
drop out and we'd replace that person. So it ended up yeah, being yeah. really three of us. It worked out really well for a couple of years and um, saved my ass in a number of ways. Showed me, you know, the right way to build things. I was able to harness the collective knowledge of people. Yeah. And then also just, you know, to get perspective from people to say, hey, you idiot, you have something good going here. You know, in the beginning, there's a lot of this apprehension over, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not worthwhile. Yeah, I'm, yeah. My thing's not good enough. Yeah. Why would people pay me money? Mm-hmm. There's this like seal that you have to break. Yeah. And you talked totally. about this before <laughs> around just charging a dollar for something yeah. just to get the idea of like, I can produce value and people can pay me for it. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for some reason, as entrepreneurs, we're, we're so indoctrinated to being like employees and, and just taking a paycheck from a big company that getting like real people as customers to pay yeah. you real money. Yeah. Um, a lot of times you can just go through all these machinations where you talk yourself out of selling things over and over again, or you underprice yourself or whatever. And that mastermind group, a lot of times serves that purpose of saying, no, like you should be charging this because your thing is at least as good as that other thing that's out there that you're charging X dollars for, you know, so just giving that perspective and, and the confidence to, to put your thing out there. Yeah. I love this. So the, so Steph, anything else to add on on the? Uh, maybe I'm curious for you, particularly Steph, the difference between sort of the the trusted advisor, the mentor, and the peer group. Do you do you sense a difference between those two? Yeah, I think they can be distinct and different, or they can kind of flow into one another. As Corbett and I, I feel like we just sort of like outlined a couple different ways to go at it. You can absolutely have a mastermind type group. I've been part of those too. One in particular that I loved and something that Corbett just said really resonated with me. And it's kind of taking me back to when I first was invited to join this group. I was very early. I was just building my own business, trying to kind of like figure out, make heads or tails of what this was going to be. And this is going to, maybe this sounds funny to some people, but I had this feeling of like, okay, I'm like a real entrepreneur now. Like I'm good enough to be this. Mm -hmm. I was in a group with a girl who ran her own PR business and and had a bunch of clients. Another girl who just wrote a cookbook because she does sort of like mindful eating type stuff. And just this kind of feeling of like rubbing elbows with people who were like really doing this was Mm -hmm. invigorating. Like that in itself was like, oh my gosh, like first of all, someone invited me into this. Like it's just affirmation, you know, it's like someone thinks that I deserve to keep company with these people. That's a really good feeling. So I think if you can find people that you, I would say just to add on to what Corbett said, if you're going to join a mastermind group, make sure you really respect the people that you're in there with, because, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it's true that you'll, you'll kind of like strive to be as good as as them and be inspired by them. If you feel like I'm not really too inspired by the people, then you're not going to go to them and and be vulnerable and ask them to push you. So that's where I think mentorship can meet mastermind and peers. As Corbett said, you can get mentorship out of a peer group. You have to make sure that you trust that person or the people that are in the group and that you really respect the work that they're doing. Then mentorship can happen because you feel that they have something to teach you. So I think it's really cool when mentorship and and the peership can kind of come together. Yeah. Let's um let's not underestimate this one. I and I know we've hammered this home before mastermind groups, mastermind groups, mastermind yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. But if you guys have read any of the books about the concept of talent, like the talent code and mm-hmm. and um the concepts of deliberate practice and things. Yeah. What's interesting is to learn that there are groups of people around the world who become really good at one particular thing for some reason. And it's not because there's some like innate ability baked into these people. It's because someone from that group um, proved themselves to be a champion in that arena. Like, Mm. for example, uh, in women's golf, there are a lot of Korean women golfers who are at the top of the game. And they believe this sort of thing happens because one person gets really good 
Mm-hmm. And then all these young Korean girls and women are like, mm-hmm. well, look at her, you know, why, why couldn't yeah. I do that? Yeah. And so then they start believing in themselves and doing this, um, and, uh, and practicing. And, and of course the champion brings some resources back and all that kind of thing. But, um, this happens in sports all over the place and, and in other fields as well. And so you can use that, you can harness that like human behavior in a, in a smaller way by just plugging yourself in. It's like um, like Scott Dinsmore always told this story about how the four-minute mile was this impenetrable yeah. goal. Yeah. And then the first person that broke it finally just unleashed this floodgate. And after that, dozens yeah. of other people were able yeah. to break it right away, despite the record being you know held for so long. Mm-hmm. So um, you know if you put yourself in the company of other people, if you join a mastermind group, yeah. the cool thing is if even if you start out the four of you, let's say, all in the same place, you're just kind of bumbling along, figuring things out. Nobody's like, you know, really killing it yet. The, as soon as one person in that group makes some kind of breakthrough, makes, you know, their first product and sells yeah. it or yeah. meets an A-lister and like, you know, yeah. becomes buddies with that person or whatever, everyone else in that group is going to go I could do that yeah. <laughs> because we were in the same group for six it's months. It's true. Totally. It's so weird how that happens. It's almost like you, you, what you expect of yourself changes, but, uh, and then that expectation of yourself kind of, you know, in the, in the, in the, <laughs> I, I watched some of these videos. Have you guys ever heard of Abraham Hicks? Steph, have you ever heard of Abraham Hicks? No, I haven't. Oh man, disembodied being channeled through a lady giving uh, spiritual advice. What's <laughs> all right? And yet I tune in. Like I'm very intrigued by this. And, and my uh, one of my big teachers, Ramdas, he had a he had a disembodied being friend. Uh, also, anyways, but but it's this whole idea of of uh, you know the what what do they call it? Uh, uh, I'm going to find it. The secret was based on Abraham. You remember the secret? Oh yeah. yeah. It was based on Abraham Hicks, but they took it. They took all of the reference to it out. Right. Okay. Because it was just too weird. And so you have this really like profoundly, uh, uh, you know, if you, if you, if you dream it, it will come type of thing, which is kind of like once you're, once you're what they, what's called vibrating on that level, it's almost like someone who breaks through when you're around them. It just gets you this thing, this faith in you, like, like just, you just have this different faith. Like it's just different. Do you know what I mean? You just expect different things from the world. Yep. And, uh, and anyways, it's making me think of that for, for the four people out there who are like, oh my God, I did an Abraham Hicks cruise <laughs> just, <laughs> just to, just to let them feel good about, about all of us here for a second. Okay. So what, what, one question that you asked Corbett that I think we should, we should address really quickly, um, before moving on to the next one, how do you meet these mentors and advisors? How do you meet these peers? Where are places that you can go to do this, Corbett? Where have you found this in your own experience? Um, so let's see. Uh, attending conferences, I'd say, was the the top source. Mm. Basically, you know, f- you you start to feel people out online in your space, whatever that might be. You start to get a, a general feel just from being online. You make friends over social media. You check out other people's blogs and podcasts and you kind of get a sense for who people are. Okay. Then you go to your first conference where some of these people are in real life and you get to talk to them. You get to figure out, are these my kinds of people? Who do I click with? Yeah. And um, you try to make friends in that way. And then you simply reach out and say, hey, you know, I had, I thought we had really great conversations. I know that we're at a similar place in business. I was wondering if you'd be up for chatting on the phone every once in a while or or Mm -hmm. maybe putting a formal group together. 
Um, that's really how it happened for me. In some cases, I reached out and informed them. In other cases, people reached out to me just because I had put myself in those real yeah. life situations and gotten to know people. Um, but you know, it can also happen just purely by meeting people online. You don't necessarily have to meet people yeah. in real life. You can meet people online. You can meet people in social media, on forums. And, uh, eventually if you get a feel for somebody, you can just reach out and say, Hey, I don't know if you're in any group, but, uh, I'd love to form an accountability group and, yeah. and chat with you on a regular basis. Yeah. Love it. Steph, have you, was there, would you add anything to that? How to how to get into one of these mastermind or accountability groups or, or find a mentor? I think that was really, really well put, uh, you know, in, in real life or online, both can absolutely happen for me. Real life has kind of had the edge. And what I would say about that is, you know, especially most of us are in some kind of metro area, go to, you know, find, find something to go to and just go. I have one, there's one connection in particular. I'm thinking of someone who became a personal friend of mine and, and a business sort of peer. Uh, I went to a, there's a group here in Chicago called the Windy City Blogger Collective. And it's just people who get together who have blogs and it's exactly what it sounds like. Sometimes they have speakers. And this one day, this, this person was speaking and um, I approached her after just because I felt like I really connected with her. I was very nervous to do so, but I just wanted to say hello. We emailed after, we got coffee, we joined a mastermind together. And now we're close personal friends. Like you just never know. And I think if you're in that situation, if you see, even if you see someone speak somewhere, go up to them yeah. and introduce yourself. They might, they might intimidate you, but they're people too. And chances are you have a lot in common if you feel like you resonated with their me message. So I've had luck that way too, yeah. just introducing myself to someone that I saw speak. So that's one, one thing to try as well. All right. I like it. I'm hearing the, go to the conference. I'm hearing just, just being aware of the people. I'm always looking for things that are inspiring. Like look for people who are inspiring to you. Like you love, like they seem like they're not, um, I don't know. There's something about that where it's like, oh, they're pursuing something that you really wish you were. Absolutely. And then you can get close. You can kind of follow that. And they're not like, they haven't made it necessarily. They probably look like they're farther along than they actually are. Right. Um, but obviously I think of all the mastermind groups that came out of Fizzle uh, meeting people in a community like Fizzle, where we've all committed to creating a business. This is something that isn't going to happen to us. It's something we're going to have to make happen. Right. Right. And so you getting to know people in a community like Fizzle, uh, can, can lead to, can lead to this peer group if you're in you, but you'll still have to be a little active about it. Looking at how people are responding in the forums, finding out where they, where they live, seeing on the look of the forum makes all that pretty simple. And, um, and I just, I think of all the great mastermind groups that have come out of Fizzle. So, and think that that could be for a lot of us who can't get to the conferences, probably the best place to go for this, right? I mean, maybe there's other communities out there, right? That, But, yeah, but I, I like ours better. So you should come to ours. <laughs> the, exactly. the key is like, is like-mindedness and trying yeah. to find people that you really connect with, not right. just, um, you know, you'll find in business that a lot of people have different reasons behind why they want to build a business. And the the biggest differentiator that I found are are there are these people who are um in it for the money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh and they kind of brag about flashy things. They yeah. brag about how many followers they have or email subscribers and um how big their last launch was and things like that. And um there's all kinds of groups out there for those sorts of people. There are also the startup groups where people are trying to build a business and raise money and, and grow something really big. Um, and so fizzle I think is, is meant for the independent entrepreneur who just wants to earn a living doing something that they really care about in an honest sort of way and yeah. not necessarily to, um, you know, to, uh, build a rocket to Mars, uh, just to do something, you know, modest and, and fun and, and that supports them. Yeah. So, uh, like-mindedness I think really matters and, and identifying the group where, 
people are speaking your language. Okay, so let's totally switch here because we've talked about mentors. We talked about peer groups, right? Yep. And I think these are really the two biggest of where to find help. And I think a lot of people who are struggling with, uh, I've never even thought about asking someone for help. They're struggling with that because you don't have this this resource, this group of people that you can go to, that you feel like you have access to, yep. you know, that you feel like both you trust and you have access to. Uh, and that can be a huge deal. You can find that uh, in the Fizzle Forums. On the show notes, I'm gonna I'm going to have like links for each of these things. Um, then let's switch gears. Let's go to uh, I'll start. I'll go. Uh, let's talk about Google for a second. Okay. Can we talk about Google? Because the next, obviously, the big the big thing when we have a tro- when we have a problem with anything technical. When I was thinking about this problem, I was thinking about the difference between asking for technical help yep. and then asking for like strategic help, almost, right? You know, or or even personal help like like i don't know if this is the right business for me right that's go ahead and ask that of google and see what you see what you find totally. right so one of the, like i mean i have to start with, with when you're asking google questions like you can get really good for technical stuff i'm i'm you spend any time getting to asking google technical questions and you're gonna get really good at it you know so solving a wordpress problem or finding some piece of information or research that you were looking for that that all can be found and 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 can be an enormous an absolute wealth of insight and information out there for why is my wordpress page broken oh did you do this that and the other oh yeah i totally forgot that and now it's fixed <laughs> do you know what i mean right um that that kind of help is really easily accessible on google and yet the deeper sort of help the more strategic kind of help because your every business that I, what I realize is every business is so different. So we do this all the time where we're writing blog posts and making podcasts. But your business is very different. We try to focus on the things that like can uh, achieve results for all manner of different kinds of businesses. But oftentimes we have, we have to go. This is just for bloggers. <laughs> like this isn't going to help you if you're trying to start a SaaS company or something. Right. Um, so I don't know. What 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 do you guys have to add uh, on on using Google? to to find stuff it's up there for me no question about it um in fact you know when when you when steph was talking about mentors before i was thinking it's hard to find mentors but also i think there's some of us who just feel like yeah i don't want to ask for help yeah right you know totally for some reason i'm just totally i'm all i always have a hard time asking other people for help partly because i don't want to annoy people and partly because i feel like i can figure it out on my own you know, it's sort of a point of pride being able to figure stuff out. So Google is, is, um, you know, and, and this, this really was my second one as well. Yeah. Um, because I think that we have this embarrassment of riches online now in terms of information. It used to be 20 years ago or whatever. Think about what the average person knew about a business. And, and still today, this is, this is probably what the average person knows about a business. It's a collection of adages that you've heard people yeah. say, yeah. like, uh, oh, nine out of 10 businesses fail. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, never do business with a friend or never mix business with pleasure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's like these weird, stupid sayings yeah. that have been around for hundreds of years. And that's the sum total of knowledge that people have about business. Now we have the lean startup. We have the fizzle roadmap. We have these concepts like MVP. Um, We have all the metrics you could ever want about how businesses earn money posted transparently online. We have um, all of these meetups in every town. There are meetups for people interested in startups and entrepreneurship. We have Shark Tank, for Christ's sake. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, tens of millions of people are exposed to sort of the inner workings of 
entrepreneurship and how investors think about business. We have podcasts like crazy and blogs, all of these resources. And so I guess you could divide these into two different categories. Google being a more uh, proactive kind of learning when you need help and you go seek it out and you type into Google, or maybe you have a couple of resources that you know you go to like, oh, I wonder if the guys on the Fizzle Show have ever talked about that. You go to fizzleshow.co and search to see, um, or or a blog or something. And then there's reactive, Mm -hmm. which is more, I'm going to consume things on a regular basis because every once in a while, I know that this guy or this source or this lady on this podcast has something unique to say that I haven't thought of before. So I'm just going to keep these inputs coming in. You know, I'm Mm going to spend three, four, five hours a week listening or or reading this stuff. And then every once in a while, a gem comes out of it and it changes my direction in Mm -hmm. a a useful way. You have to be careful with that, I think, the passive sort of reactive. Yeah, Yeah, just kind of of bringing it in. Because that can lead you in this in this sense of feeling pulled in a million directions. Yeah. Like, oh, so and so said I should do this. And yeah. so you have to you have to learn to trust yourself and to filter some of that that out and realize when something is really worth changing direction over mm-hmm. versus, okay, that's interesting. It's a piece of knowledge. I'll file it file it away and, yeah, and yeah, maybe yeah. get back to it yeah. later. But no question, you know, searching for things online, the information that's out there for free is there's so much now. It's like yeah. What else could you possibly need right. in terms of information? There's so much out there. I think that, you know, the when we talk about mentorship and and peer yeah. groups, the benefit there is that it's tailored for you. People mm-hmm. get to listen to your situation and give it back to you. So it's much faster yeah. versus trying to search for things. You come across answers and, and then you realize, oh, but that person's situation was totally different for yeah. this reason. Or this is reason. from 2004. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things about, about I mean, I feel like finding good resources online one of the things that we have firsthand experience with is is it's like the crappier your blog post is, the more likely it is to to result to to show up high on the result. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we have we have a, a blog post coming out soon if it hasn't isn't on already by the time I, we air this. Uh, where actually I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it for later. That'll be fine. Um, but it's just like 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 there's so much crap when you search for something, right? Like I search for like how to find help in my business. And everything's about getting grants. Everything's mm-hmm. about uh, how to find a mentor from an organization that just like gives you mentorship stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, and it was totally written by like the PR guy. There's like seven ways to find help. And the first one is use this service. And the last one is use this service. Right. You know? And the next one's like, have you tried talking to some friends? Uh, <laughs> what about getting a new business card? Is that ever crossed your mind? Business card. That's an overlooked tip. <laughs> that's an overlooked tip. <laughs> OLT. Um, so I, I don't know. I feel like Google is this double-edged sword. And uh, fundamentally, like I, I use it all the time. And yet there's so many things I know that I couldn't ask it mm-hmm. and get a, and get a result, uh, get a response that I trust. Yeah. You know, I think you learn to, you learn to add qualifiers to your searches so that it narrows things down to the kind of, you know, person or business that you're looking for. You learn like little words, modifiers that you can add to it. And that's, that's where, again, like we were saying, um, you know, sometimes you have your own sources that you know you can trust. And so you go search there specifically as opposed to just the wild, wild west yeah. of the internet. Yeah. yeah, totally. I think Google is especially helpful for like quick kind of maybe even technical, I want to say little things. The example, yeah. the example yeah. in my mind is um, right now I am working, as these as Corbett and Jace know, I'm working on 
learning how to edit a podcast, right? I've never worked with audio before. And Chase has helped guide me through a lot of the, the bigger chunks because that's his experience. But there's like, I've never used GarageBand before. And there's a million teeny tiny things that I'm Googling. Like, how do I set a marker? How do I do these small things that I'm not yeah. going to really probably take the time to like ping Chase because I know he's got his own projects and I can go to Google. And frankly, it's just faster to watch a quick YouTube video. So I yeah, think totally. for these like small things, like skill-based, it can be really helpful. And it's like, it's amazing that to think that, you know, this, this resource didn't always exist for people who are trying to learn a new skill. Yeah, I think that's a really big deal. And and by the way, I mean, we could just we could just move on to the next one here because I think YouTube deserves its own <laughs> its own little thing. Just to like, I, mean, I don't want to I don't want to bog us down in like little details of where specifically to go. But I've I search YouTube. Not, I oftentimes search YouTube before searching Google. I have in Chrome a little keyword tool that like I just yt space and I'm already searching Google mm -hmm. and then I and I'm searching for that for anything technical for anything like how to set a marker in GarageBand stuff like that's a perfect example of the kind of thing I would go like what do we need to land on a post and just like kind of scroll down and hope that hope that they put good pictures in there and normally the pictures are like zoomed in so yeah. you can't tell where it is on the screen yep. or I can just like pull it up I put it in two times speed I scroll with my thumbnail to see like when does he open up that dialog box and like okay there we go do you know what I mean it's like become a total asset for me but I also think very video e you know, YouTube is a is like the hub of the internet for me. Well, and and so, but it depends on the kind of uh, question that you have, right? Yeah. So technical, yeah. you're looking for that for yeah. videos. Other things. What What about design? Design, I would not look for there. I mean, because with design, I'm 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 not really searching stuff on design. What I, what I'd be looking for is there's a lot of like I'm, I look for a lot of lectures, a lot of um a lot of like I want to what I really want to hear. Maybe this is something that also deserves one of these. Is kind of what you were talking about the passive learning mm -hmm. is I think a lot of where I get future help from because my personality type is such that like when I, I like I'm always the one that shows up to our meeting and I'm like, I just saw this crazy documentary or eight of them this week or, you know, do you guys see the thing or what about this thing? And it's all weird. Uh, like there's comedians or there that's just like a, it's just weird. It's just random stuff. It's from, it's from all walks of life, sort of right. a shotgun thing that really inspires me. That gets my juices flowing because I like making the leap myself mm -hmm. to my own business. I go like, Oh, Hey, I learned about this, uh, you know, folk music in the West uh, village uh, and that's taught me about this part of fizzle. Like I, I, I immediately, I will, I'm constantly making that gap and I love, and I, I feel like I learn a lot from that. Um, but that is very passive. That's not like a, Hey, I have this problem. Now I could, I could take that and go, I'm not feeling very motivated or I'm not sure what's next for us. And then just go like, that's it. 16 documentaries. <laughs> All five stars, but they have to be the weirdest things I could possibly find. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But there's something there's something in my personality that that really likes to to do that shotgun approach. And I find that that listening to people who are experts, like that's why I love Marin's WTF podcast because he's he's interviewing people who are masters a lot of the times. And Tim Ferriss's show, I love hearing anybody who's a master talk about their thing because what comes out by osmosis is just kind of like this framework. This like you can see it when you listen to a hundred of these interviews, you see this framework like that goes on in the high performing person's head where it's like, where it's just different than the blog post that I would read from this person, mm -hmm. you know? And I like sitting in their brain a little bit because it helps me realize like, you know, there's, I just listened to the Louis CK was on Marin's episode for, for episode 700. And Louis just talked about the whole time about making Horace and Pete. And at the end of it, like there was 30 minutes uh, or at the end of it, there was, there was this, this moment where like, we 
we we're now both like guys like we we're known we're known quantities in like the world it only took us 35 years <laughs> you know what i mean and he's like louis the kid's like i talk to people all the time who are like i just need a break or like when why don't they like thinking the thing that i thought like what if someone would just give me a break oh like they'd see how good yeah. how good i was yeah if someone would just why didn't someone give me a show and it turns right? out that it's like a bunch of little breaks and he's like he's like never feel that big oh no, no you just just you just haven't been around for long enough you just got like another 20 years left and then you're going to get your stuff's going to start coming. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The trick is to have the like amount of energy that you have, you know, in your twenties yeah. or whatever, when you're like really getting after it yeah. for 35 years straight. Yeah. Or you just, you, the, the goal is different. You know what I mean? Your goal is not to have a show. Your goal is to like, is to do this thing. You know, it's like, it's, it's something more like just beyond where you are instead of like, I want, I should be a king already. You know, right. there's something about that in there. Um, but anyways, sorry, just this idea of I was going from YouTube to interviews with experts. And so I think there is something in finding help from like these interviews with experts. Like you could be finding someone who's gone through a similar thing with you, uh, seeing in their company as, as you. But it's kind of hard to find, honestly. That's why for me, it's such a valuable thing to just kind of, uh, I just always have one of my ears open to that during the day. Like every walk, every every car ride i'm listening to something like that because it's inspiring to me yeah but i don't know if i would call that like where do you go for help that's just kind of more in, it, that's like that just keeps me seeing possibilities which oftentimes that's what that's what i do i see a problem i find and, and i'm sitting in it for a while and something kind of inspires me about the problem and i see a possibility i didn't see before yeah mm -hmm. you know that that's kind of like that that's what i'm really good at you know and, and i can't guarantee the results of that but i know that that's what i'm getting great at you know? Yeah. So there's something to that. What else? What what, what else do we have here, guys? Well, so that's... Did we, did, go ahead. Did we overlap completely on these? Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming so. I'm assuming so. I mean, I had Google. I like started with Google, but yeah. I was like, Google, but Google sucks for like, Google is going to like best for, for technical, not so great when it's like, what should I do with my business next? Right. You know what I mean? Or am I, am, what should I do with my life? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it can sh introduce you to live your legend or to fizzle or to something that could take you down that road, you yeah. know? So it's a little double, little bit of a, I don't know, nuanced answer there. And then for me, it was, it was the peer groups, a Slack group with my friends, but really we just like, that's just kind of just for joking off, you know, for me and a, and a couple of different buddies, but we all run businesses. And then every Friday we try to like do a 30 minute, like what's going on? What's going on? One of our friends just sold his company and is doing a thing. So a lot of it's like triage on him, you know, right now. And then the other guys are like making stuff. And it's like, I don't know if it's going to buy. Well, when's the, when's the market, yeah. when is the thing happening? And, and so it, it's just like that kind of stuff, just loose and light yep. kind of. Um, but I, I definitely feel a deficiency in my life for the mentorship kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like I wish I had like that. Uh, my dad had a mentor. He was called, he was like, a Donald Oberbaum. <laughs> you know what, Tiger? Donald Oberbaum. He just really helped me out. <laughs> I love that name. So uh, I got to find myself a Donald Oberbaum. But Corbin, I think you're my Don Donald Oberbaum <laughs> for sure. God help you. Um, and then one-on-ones with friend. I mean, we, maybe we should call this out as the difference between, you know, it's almost like group advisor, group peer advisors, and then just one-on-ones with people who are maybe doing something different than you, but they're high-performing individuals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you do that. You go have lunch with people Yeah, all the time. lots of that, lots yeah. of that. But I, And I'm ne never really asking for help necessarily, but if something if something could totally come up in those conversations because I'm keeping those channels open. Right. You know? Right. What do you think on the, on, what, what else, what, what did you have? What was your number two? Uh, that, it was... It was Google. It, it was, 
Yeah, information in general. Um, I had a lot of different things listed, but to information me all, in general, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether passive or or um, you know something that you seek out, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, I had what about you, Steph? I had one more that that was totally out there that <laughs> we've oh, not what? covered what, 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 at what, all. What, I want it. I want it. So get ready. This one's like you got to get like a little woo woo with me for a second. This one's like a little outside of our scope, but this is true. This is something that's been really helpful to me. And I think it'll resonate with a lot of people. So my second one was I go spend some time with myself. This is something that I do and I need help. And I actually originally picked this, uh, this particular method that I use. I picked this one up from Jess Lively. You guys know I'm a big fan of Jess's work. She, and she's talked about this a lot on her site and on her podcast, but she has this excellent exercise, which she calls writing to your intuition. And she has a great tutorial on how to do it at JessLively.com slash feeling lost. And it's fantastic. I know it sounds weird to some people out there, maybe even to you guys, but tell me, wait, tell it, tell it, tell it like, so, so paint the picture yeah, for me. That's what I'm about to You're do. Having, yeah. Okay, so, so it. basically the which, which she walks you through is you, you start with a problem like I, I'm and it can be really general it can be like I'm feeling lost in my business or I don't know what to do next or I don't know which topic to pick or I don't know if I can be an entrepreneur I don't know if I'm meant to do this it can be really anything and you literally sit down it can be a blank piece of paper or word processor whatever your you know method of choice is and you just kind of start to like ask questions and it, you can think of it however suits you you can be asking it to the universe God, yourself, you know, your own inner voice. And you just kind of like, for me, I just like to see like what my fingers type. I'll ask, I'll start with a question. Like, what am I supposed to do next? Why am I feeling this way? Like, what is this feeling? And I just don't mm-hmm. judge myself and just like let things come. And I don't even read it. And you just, you just continue like that. So you say, why am I feeling like this? And then you just type and then you say, well, well, like, what do I do next? And you just keep going. You keep following this line so you're of questioning. Just, you're are you asking the question and then and then typing the yeah, answer? Exa- exactly. Okay. So it's the questions that you have, whatever is going on in your brain that you just feel like you can't solve. You just you just keep asking and you just keep writing. Yeah. And yeah. It's a, Jess gets into this much more deeply. So if people are interested, they should check this out. She talks about how some people like hear this in their brain. Some people feel it in their heart. Some people feel it in their gut. But I can tell you it's a real thing. It's something that I've done quite a few times where I'll just start with a question, you know, should I do this project? Should I, you know, move on from this job? Should I start this business? Why do I have fears about starting this business? And I just, you know, write the questions and, and, and listen to what comes back. And then I read it back to myself. And every time I've done it, I have gleaned something or found, mm. found like some, you know, gut instinct that I should pay more attention to. So yeah. it's interesting, you know, I, one thing that, you know, we, since we do a lot of coaching in Fizzle, one of the things I always like to remind myself is that we all, most of the time people have the answer within them. Like you, it's not our job as coaches to like indoctrinate people with like all this expertise. Like maybe sometimes I think 90% of the time people know kind of mostly what they should do or what they want to do. It just takes like really listening and paying attention Mm. and understanding, you know, being able to suss out like what that, what that voice is. So I don't Mm. know, might be totally out there for some people, but it's been really, really helpful for me in getting clear on like what's already going, like drowning out the noise. that's already like just spewing like crazy in my mind. So people should check that out if they're, if they're feeling that general sense of like law, just being lost. It's really, really helpful. Okay. So here's one question for you, for the people who are like, Oh my God, I never heard about that, but I want to try it, what would be your one piece of advice for them for like those first few sessions that they try to do this? I would say absolutely. You can't judge yourself. You can't go into it feeling like it's dumb, even though you feel silly and you just have to go really fast. Like, you know, when people you've seen this before, right? Like on, I don't know, some documentary or something, somebody, somebody's asked a question and they say first reaction and and people like shout something. That's what you have to do with this. You have to say, you write your, you write your question, first reaction, just 
type what comes to mind and don't read it. Just keep going, follow the questions, and then you can read it all back. But you can't kind of like edit it as you go. You just have to ask the question and see see what the very first thing that comes to your fingers is when you're typing. Wow. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Give it a I try. like that. I'm I, I'm uh, I'm going to try that one. I, Jess has talked to me about that one. She still does it like all the time. Like she does this every day. It's awesome. Uh, so I I mean, if you guys are saying that, I'm going to give it a shot. People have more also, answers I'm, than they I, think. That's what I that's what I say. I'm yeah. So that's your point. Your point is that like sometimes the question uh, the the uh, you know what I find that a lot of times the answers to stuff like this are are. Are, well, this, I guess, for bigger questions, you know what I mean? Right. And I like to be in the bigger questions a lot because I feel like the, an inf- a strategy informed by the bigger question is, like, really dangerous. Whereas a strategy informed by, like, what other companies have done right. before is just, like, by nature tame. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think uh, regardless of how woo-woo you want to make this, yeah, there's no doubt that we can get stuck in mental ruts yeah absolutely and just by asking yourself a different set of questions than you normally do even if it's a framework like the five whys yeah or whatever um you could probably come up with some new progress you can make new progress or make a breakthrough by asking yourself like a unique set of questions yeah um i think this is great so this is uh eight i came up with eight ways here that we're that i've tracked eight of them feel like you're stretching on that eight ways you can find help you think so but they're going to be all written out somehow magically when we when we publish this thing all right at some point when there's a new uh president and and new you know reigning champion of of the baseball by the way how are we allowed to talk crap about how boring soccer is when baseball is our national sport, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love it. I think it's. I, I wish. I wish I cared about any of not. these teams. No, actually, I do. I was watching the game the other day. I wish to God that I could find a way to care about one of these teams. You know what I mean? But I can't. Well, the the be- the thing that soccer has going for it is at least the games are relatively quick. They're yeah. quick. A baseball game can go four hours, dude. So long. That is funny to it's, think about. Those two sports have some of the craziest fans. That's they do. Kind of bizarre. They do. There's like and a worldview yeah, there. It's just the pace is so slow. And speaking of slow paces, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I was gonna try to connect it to something, and my brain couldn't make the leap, and so. I'll keep talking until I find the finale of the show, which is, in fact, coming right up after this. I have been Chase Wardman-Reeves. I've been Corbett Barr. <laughs> I've been Steph Crowder. And we'll, we'll see you there, or we'll, we'll see you another, another time. So there you have it. All right. All right. This has been fizzleshow.co slash 189. Head over to fizzleshow.co slash 189 for the show notes and the conversation about this episode where you can leave your own voice, your own comment there at fizzleshow.co slash 189. I listed out all of the all of the things we talked about here there for you because I am a gentle and I am a I am a loving and caring caregiver. I'm a caring and giving caregiver. That's what I was looking for. Anyways, fizzleshow.co slash 189. Say hi to us on Twitter at Fizzle. Give us a share on at Facebook. Here's an iTunes review from Alexandru989 in the US of A who says, Fizzle's the wind beneath my wings. I wanted to step inside a review and offer a more profound, heartfelt sentiment. When I say keep it up, what I mean to say is that I'd wither up and crumble slowly away if ever the Fizzle Show slash Sparkling were ever to go away. <laughs> Over the past two years, I've had exactly three potentially fatal work 
pivots that I've been faced with, and each time by what seemed to be pure serendipity, the Fizzle episode in uh, the Friday episode injected a precise answer. I have made three big decisions based solely on suggestions from your mouths, and have you le- and have yet to be let down. Man, thank you so much, Alexandru989, who finishes his thing with an eagle squawk. <laughs> you know, listener, our goal here is to help you make progress on your business every single week. If you leave us an iTunes review, it can help other entrepreneurs to find this show. And don't kid yourself, that's what I want to do. I want this show to be massive because I think we have a very honest, a very real, a very humane approach to business. And I want that to be the norm. So if you could leave us an iTunes review, it just helps others to find the show. And I'll read yours out on the air if I get a chance to. I'd love to just hear your voice. We read every single one, no matter where you are in the world. Just head to the iTunes store, search for Fizzle, and click write a review or do it in your podcast app. I don't know how these things work. I just really need you to look into it for a second. All right, that's it for me and the team. Next week is a special Thanksgiving episode from us. We will see you there. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks, and I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday.